Hello. Welcome to the Myths of the Norse. Chapter 8. Thor in Utgard. It was summer and Thor was bored. Mjolnir had not been brought into action recently and Thor decided it was time to do some giant bashing. He announced he was going to Utgard, a name for part of Jotunheim, to found himself some large men to kill. There were, he declared, just too many of them. There was a general murmuring of agreement, but one of the gods stepped forward with words of warning. You'll need sharp wits in Utgard, Thor, said Loki, and now please don't take this the wrong way. You're not noted for being the sharpest of the Aesir, are you? I will accompany you. Thor was about to take great offence and rage at the trickster, but there was one little thing that stopped him. Yes, Loki was being insulting, but Thor had to admit that his words carried the truth. A little underpowered in the brain department, he certainly was. Despite this, his four words of agreement succinctly summed up Loki in a way that cleverer beings could never have managed. Evil creature, good companion. Loki grinned, and the two set off on Thor's chariots driven by his goats. They crossed the Bifrost Bridge into Mythgard and travelled all day until they decided it was time to eat. Just at the right moment, they happened upon a farmhouse. The place looked poor, but they were hungry and tired and so stopped anyway. They asked for food, but the farmer and his wife said all they had were basic vegetables, not enough for two very clearly hungry beings. They were frightened and in awe, having recognised their visitors. Thor waved away their protestations, saying he would provide what they could not, namely, meat. The farmer and his wife sat at the table with their two children, a son called Thialfi and a daughter called Roskva, along with a grinning Loki. Thor brought in his two goats and slaughtered them in front of a rather surprised family. He expertly cut the animals into joints and threw them into the farmer's wife's cookpot. When the meat was cooked, a feast was prepared. Thor spread the skins of the two goats on the floor and gave the family one instruction. Eat heartily, but do not split the bones. Throw them onto the skins which I have laid on your floor. And so they ate. The farmer and his wife and their daughter ate with gusto and relish, but obeyed Thor's instruction to the letter. Thialfi, though, could not resist trying some of the bone marrow. He split a thigh bone and ate the contents. Then he threw the bone onto the skins. After the meal, all slept soundly. In the morning, Thor was the first to rise. Just before dawn, as the others slept, he strode over to the goatskins piled with bones and raised Mjolnir, he said some enchanting words and waved the hammer. The piles of skin and bones seemed to move and form themselves into two shapes. After a few seconds, the shapes became recognisable. The two goats, despite having been eaten, were alive and well and unharmed. Thor smiled, but his smile fell quickly. One of the goats was limping, its hind leg was injured. Thor knew instantly what had happened and bellowed such a terrible bellow that the walls shook. Who has disobeyed me? A terrified family and an amused Loki looked at the Thunderer. Thialfi stepped forward. It was me. I was just so hungry. Thor clenched Mjolnir with such anger and venom that his knuckles turned white. The farmer begged for mercy for himself and his family. He offered Thor everything he had to let them escape with their lives. Thor looked as if he was about to blow, but then he seemed to calm slightly. He demanded Thialfi and Roskva as his servants. Grateful that all his family would live, the farmer agreed. Thor, the farmer's son and daughter, and a still-smirking Loki, set off for Utgard. 
they travelled over land and sea until they arrived at the land of the giants. Soon they entered a dark forest where Thor decided it was time to eat and settle down for the night. They ate and then searched for shelter. Before long, Thor spotted a large hall. The entrance was open to the elements, there was no door. Still, it provided protection from the elements and the four travellers went in and settled down to sleep. At midnight, the travellers were rudely awakened. The walls shook and the ground rumbled ominously. Earthquake, said Thor. We must find somewhere safe to sit it out, replied Loki. The four of them felt their way in the darkness and discovered a side room off the main hall. Like the hall itself, the room had no door. They entered the newly discovered space and Loki and the farmer's son and daughter huddled together to wait for the earthquake to end. Thor guarded the entrance to the room. The noise ceased, but the travellers got little sleep. The din was heard many more times that night. As soon as dawn cautiously made its presence known, Thor was up. He strode out of the hall, only to encounter a sleeping man. And this man was by no means small. In fact, he was absolutely huge. Even Thor was impressed by this giant giant. Quickly, he put on his belt of strength, but the giant woke up before he had a chance to do anything else. He stood up. He really was absolutely enormous. Thor was so startled he didn't even think of raising Mjolnir in anger. Instead, he asked the huge man's name. I am Skrymir, came the booming reply. I don't need to ask who you are. You are Thor the Thunderer. But tell me, have you dragged away my glove? He pointed at the hall, and at once Thor saw what it was. It was a giant glove. The entrance was simply the cavity for Skrymir's hand, and the side room was the glove's thumb. As the two looked at the glove, Loki, Thialfi and Roskva emerged from it, looking somewhat shaky. The giant grinned. Let's share our provisions and eat, he said. The five ate, and Thor explained they were on their way to Utgard. Skrymir said he would accompany them on their journey that day. He gathered up the remaining food and put it in his bag, where there was, quite clearly, a lot more food. They travelled together all that day. Well, that is, they went in the same direction. The giant was so large that his moderate walking pace was more than the two Aesir and the two humans could manage. They didn't catch up with him until the evening. There they found him in a forest, asleep under a massive oak tree. He awoke when they arrived and saw Thor, and gave his bag to the Thunderer, telling to make the five of them a meal. Then he settled back down to slumber some more. Thor attempted to open the bag, but found that he could neither loosen the strings nor undo a single knot. Being Thor, this made him very angry. Being Thor, he didn't channel his anger into something constructive, nor did it even occur to him to wake Loki and ask the much cleverer being for his input. No, he grabbed his hammer and strode over to the sleeping giant and smashed him on the head with all of his might. He felt Mjolnir sink into the giant's soft brain tissue. Skrymir woke up. Has a leaf fallen on my head? he asked, clearly completely unharmed. Thor was struck dumb with shock. He regained his composure enough to tell him that all was fine and the travellers were just settling down for a rest. The giant nodded and went back to sleep. When Skrymir was snoring deeply, Thor tried again. He struck the giant's head with a blow even more mighty than the previous one. Skrymir stirred and looked at Thor with blurry eyes. Has an acorn fallen from the tree and struck me? he inquired. 
Thor managed to convince the giant that he too had just woken up and agreed it must have been an acorn. The giant nodded sleepily and went back to sleep. When he was snoring once again, Thor tried once more. The blow which Skrymir received this time was the mightiest the Thunderer had ever struck. The giant stirred. Have some birds disturbed some twigs, he asked. I thought I felt something lightly strike my head. No matter, it's time we moved on. I will show you the way to the stronghold which is Utgard. There you will see some giants. I'm not small, but there are many there larger than me. Take my advice, do not be arrogant and do not brag. They will not take kindly to it. If that's your intention, then turn back now. Okay, that is the direction you must travel. He raised a giant arm and pointed. Thor, still too dumbstruck to speak, simply nodded and the travellers set off towards Utgard. Skrymir's massive legs took him off in a different direction. Thor was too preoccupied to speak and the four walked in silence until midday when a huge fortress came in sight. They had reached Utgard. The stronghold was not guarded but iron bars blocked the way. The bars were there to deter giants though and the four companions easily squeezed through them and walked unopposed into a large hall. There, on two long lone benches, were sat many men and women, all of them enormous. At the head of the table was the king of the giants. He was, rather confusingly, called Utgard Loki. The king seemed not to notice the small people who had arrived at his table. Eventually, though, he looked up and addressed them. News travelled slowly in these parts. I didn't know you were coming but I see that we have been graced with the presence of Thor the Thunderer. Not a very impressive figure, are you? The other giant sniggered, and Utgard Loki continued. What skills do you have? Nobody can stay here unless they can show they are better than other men at something. Thor, not for the first time in his travels, couldn't think of anything to say. It was Loki who answered the king. I can consume food faster than anyone, Nobody here will be able to eat faster than me. Ah, challenge, smiled Utgard Loki. Logi, I think this is one for you. Come and match yourself against Loki here. A really gigantic giant strode forward and peered down at Loki. He clearly didn't see any challenge worth its name coming from the tiny creature before him. A trough filled with meat was set down on the floor between the contestants and the giant king ordered them to start. Both began to eat, Loki from one end and Logi from the other. Loki was a fine eater and matched his larger foe bite for bite. They met exactly in the middle. All the meat was gone. For a moment Loki thought he had matched the giant, but when he looked at the trough his face fell. Yes, they had eaten the same amount of meat, but Logi had eaten the bones as well. I think Loki is the loser, said the king. There was a short uncomfortable silence while Loki slunk back to his companions, eyeing Utgard Loki with some distrust. Thialfi was the next to speak. I can run faster than anyone. Ah, replied Utgard Loki pleasantly, another challenge. Hoogie, your turn I think. The king rose from his chair and stood. He really was the most enormous man any of the travellers had ever seen. He led the entire company outside to a grass running track. The two contestants lined up at the start. Hoogie was a young giant and not quite as big as Logi. Thialfi reckoned he was in with a chance. A few seconds later, he was roundly disabused of this notion. Utgard Loki shouted for them to start. Both set off at a searing pace, but it was Hoogie who crossed the line first. <laughs>
In fact, so far ahead was he, he had time to turn round and grin and watch his opponent finish. Well, Thialfi, you certainly are fast, said Utgard Loki, but you will have to do better than that if you want to win. Have another go. A second race was held. This time, Hugi reached the finish when Thialfi was still short by the length of a well-drawn longbow shot. The giant king called for a third race. This time, Thialfi had only run half the course by the time Hugi had finished. Everyone declared the contest was over. Thialfi couldn't disagree, and he rejoined his fellows, somewhat chastened. Utgard Loki turned to Thor. Come on then, charioteer, it's your turn. What is your choice of contest? Thor spoke. I would like to challenge somebody to drink. A fine idea, answered Utgard Loki, and called for his cupbearers, who arrived with a feasting horn. It was vast. Any man who can drain this horn in one draught is a fine drinker. A good drinker will finish it in two draughts, while anyone who cannot down it in three is not a drinker at all. Thor looked at the horn. It certainly was vast, but the Thunderer thought he'd seen bigger. Confidently, he lifted it to his lips and began to drink. His first draught was one of the largest he had ever taken. He was thirsty, but he realised he couldn't manage it all in one go. He lowered it, thinking that he'd swigged the lion's share and there couldn't be much left. When he looked into the horn, he was dismayed. The level was barely lower than when he'd started. Utgard Loki grinned and then told Thor that this was good drinking, but clearly not good enough. He taunted the Aesir, telling him he thought the mighty Thor could do better. Thor scowled and lifted the horn to his lips again. He gulped and gulped and gulped until he could hold his breath no longer. When he was done, the level of the liquid had dropped, but only a tiny amount. Utgard Loki kneeled him again, and he grew angry. He raised the horn for a third time and drank like he'd never drunk before. But he couldn't do it. The level of the liquid dropped noticeably, but there was still an awful lot left. Thor, beaten, handed the vessel back. Clearly your strength is not as mighty as we thought, said Utgard Loki. You need to prove yourself, my friend. Another contest, I think. Show me just how strong you are. Lift my cat off the ground. The giant king raised his arm and a large, very, very large, grey cat emerged from under the king's throne. Thor grinned with confidence and put one massive arm under the beast. He lifted with all his might, but the cat simply arched its back. All four feet remained firmly planted on the floor. Thor changed his approach. He stood underneath the cat and lifted with both of his arms. Straining with all of his might, he tried to raise the cat off the floor. He managed to make the beast lift one paw off the ground, but that was the best he could do. Utgard Loki nodded sagely and addressed the gathering. It is as imagined. Thor may be strong, but he's short and that is a large cat. I didn't think he'd be able to do it. Thor bristled angrily. Right, I'll show you. Find me someone to wrestle. I will take on anyone among here and beat them. Utgard Loki looked a bit bemused. I don't think there's anyone here who will fight you. I think they'd all think it was a bit below them. Thor bristled again and gripped Mjolnir. Utgard Loki spoke. Wait a minute, fetch my nurse. She's thrown bigger and better than him. The giants laughed. Thor fumed. An old woman stepped forward. The story of the bout is somewhat predictable. Thor used all of his grappling skill but was no match for the old woman who soon had him down on one knee. 
the giant king intervened and stopped the contest. That's enough. You've shown your strength and it wasn't enough. Rest here now for the night. You will be treated well. The four travellers slept very well that night there in the great hall. Thor was the first to wake. Feeling somewhat chastened, he woke the others and they made to leave the stronghold. Before they could depart, Utgard Loki made his servants prepare another mighty meal with all the food and drink the visitors could want. The generosity they were shown both pleased and surprised Thor. Better than this though, the giant king offered to walk with them for a while as they started their journey back to Asgard. They walked together. Utgard Loki was happy and chatty, but Thor was much more reserved. Still feeling shamed by the events of the day before, he was in no mood for pleasant conversation. Loki, too, was unusually silent. Thialfi and Roskva, though, were simply glad to be alive. They chattered away to Utgard Loki, enjoying his company. Presently, the king stopped and announced he must now leave the travellers to make their own way home. He addressed Thor. How do you feel? Have you ever met anyone as powerful as me? Thor replied honestly. You have put me to shame. In everything I tried to do yesterday, I came off second best. I know now that I am a person of little worth and it galls me. Utgard Loki looked at him seriously. Never again will you be allowed to enter the gates of my stronghold and so I will tell you the truth. If I'd known how strong you were, I wouldn't have let you in this time. You were nearly the death of all of us. I have tricked you with magic. It was I who met you in the forest. You couldn't untie the food bag because I fastened it with iron wire. You hit me three times with your hammer. Each blow was enough to kill me, but a magically placed mountain was between Mjolnir and me. See that mountain up there with three ridges? Those ridges were caused by your blows. Thor felt anger growing inside him. Utgard Loki continued. The first contest would have been won by Loki, but his opponent was not a giant called Logi, but Wildfire itself. Thialfi ran against my own thought, not a youth called Hugi. The horn from which you drank was the ocean itself. When you look at the ocean, you will see that its level has dropped a little. It will refill, but the level will fall again every day. We will call this ebbing and flowing the tides. When you tried to lift my cat, you were really trying to raise the Mythgard serpent Jormungand, and the old woman you fought was old age itself. Even old age only brought you down to one knee. And now we must part. It would be better if we never saw each other again. I will have no hesitation to protect myself and my people with magic once more. Thor raged, gripped Mjolnir and raised the hammer above his head ready to strike. But Utgard Loki had vanished. Thor, raging still, rushed back to the fortress meaning to destroy it. But the stronghold had vanished too. Slowly the Thunderer trudged home, barely speaking to his companions. As he did so, he reflected he had taken on Jormungand and had been equal to the task. He hoped he would have the chance to do this again someday. And, unbeknown to him, he would. Next time, Odin and Thor will meet another giant, and of course there will be more challenge and conflict. Until then, have a great couple of weeks and I'll speak to you next time.